There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 761. This is the Nerdist Community Corkboard. One of these is we're going to settle on one jingle for that, but I can remember what it is. I, I always forget, so I guess until then, then you get a dynamic jingle. Yay! Or maybe not. Uh, this is from Joe Mazzaro. I'm a graphic designer like you guys. I'm a big, big advocate for making a thing, and these days that energy is channeled into a site called Pixton, P-I-X-T-O-N, which I'm enormously proud of. Uh, it was founded by my boss Clive and his wife Dana, and it's an evolving, super customizable means of creating comics and art on the web. It can be used for fun or business. It's an entertaining way to illustrate a story, joke, or concept. And Pixton for Schools promotes reading comprehension and creative expression. We're currently in the midst of publishing some exciting new classroom-based products. Uh, and as a weird, quiet kid who benefited tremendously from an art education and found such satisfaction with his own projects, I feel like I'm getting to return the favor in a really neat, exciting way. Check out Pixton, P-I-X-T-O-N dot com for details. Uh, this is from Nerdist listener Jeremy Hauk, creator of No Wonder, an independent comic book that launched on Kickstarter today. No Wonder is a fully colored sci-fi comic book series about a 16-year-old boy asking questions in a world that has purposely removed curiosity. Written by Jeremy and illustrated by Ellis Ray III, No Wonder tackles a popular social commentary about information consumption while appreciating the romantic relationships that we have with what's unfamiliar to us. Lost meets the Matrix and a dash of Firefly in tone. That is from Jeremy Huck. No Wonder. This episode is Daniel Craig who, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. He's a Bond. And he's also a phenomenal actor, and he's been in a lot of really great movies, so I thought, is he going to be like a serious actor guy? Was it? He was fantastic. Such a sweet, lovely dude. And a as you'll see, we even, you know, let some of Myra's Bond fanaticism trickle out throughout the episode, which was uh, kind of adorable. Because uh, Daniel completely teased him but played with it and was really cool with it didn't run out screaming didn't have a security guard uh drag matt out in those cuffs that they put people in the zip ties so uh it was it was really a spectacular episode and uh, I, I was super honored to meet him and matt was over the moon about it and uh i feel like we did a pretty good job of uh you know when you consider <laughs> when you consider what daniel craig means and what he represents it's feel like we controlled the fandom pretty well but it still leaked out enough that you could tell that we were super excited to have him on but he was phenomenal and specter is in theaters now uh so listen up maybe he breaks some news in this podcast maybe not i don't know you listen you find out here is the nerdist podcast number 761 with mr daniel craig katie please roll the thing 
Now entering Nerdist.com. Push the buttons. Don't push the buttons. Katie pushes the buttons. I, I shouldn't be just pushing buttons. With... Hello. Hello. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> oh, thank you very, very much. Good. Huh? Do you notice the watch already? <laughs> you just made Matt's. You just made Matt's day. You made his day no, noticing. I mean, this is, uh, I'm out of date. This is the Skyfall watch, though. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> man! Shit, I bet sorry. they just let you have it. <laughs> I had to work for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the press tour alone from the past month. I would hope at least you would get a watch for the oh, amount. You know, I don't take anything. Nothing's free, is it? So to, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Every, everything. Everything costs something in the end. But this is w- w- the, the thing about this is that um, this was m- kind of my choice. I wanted to get a watch into the movie, obviously, because we have Amiga give us lots of money, so we have to have a watch in the movie anyway. But I wanted to use it. I wanted to make sure we use one in the movie, and I wanted to go back a little bit. And they they had this this uh, what is it? I can't even see because I've got my glasses on. It's the Omega uh, three hundred. Thank you very much. The three hundred. <laughs> um, I'm selling this well. Aren't I? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go I think it makes you look cooler, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Which it's one is the this? Uh, GMT bezel? Um, but, I, but that's it. We wanted, I wanted to put the uh, NATO band on it. And, uh, you did a great uh, job with this so, band, by the way. I was yeah, very so, happy with that. Yeah. I, I got mm. this before the movie came out, mm. and they were telling me mm. you, they're back ordered like crazy. And All right, I was like, well, good. And now these are they're, they're now they're doing these as well. They're doing a brown version as well. So you're gonna get that one too, man. I might. I might. We'll see. We'll see. He doesn't that, like it. I can watch. tell. I can tell. No, it can, that, yeah. that is the one I want, but it's so hard to find right now. You can have oh, a. Oh man! <laughs> give it, you better give it back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's that's different. This is this is a. Uh, it's also this is a slightly different version. This is the one they first brought out before they actually made the version that they're now uh, selling. So this one's a little little rarer. So you can't have that. You cannot have that. <laughs> yeah. But you can pretend for a second. <laughs> it was you know it was beautiful just to hold. Oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Talking about the watch. Okay, <laughs> handing you the watch, and then you could just edit out the part where he took it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no one needs to know. No one needs to know. I cannot even believe the the press tour that that you've been on because mm. we found out two days ago that you were that you were going to be able to come on the podcast. And yeah. thank you, no, pleasure. I was performing in Kansas City and then had to go to Phoenix on Saturday and then come back and work on Sunday. And I'm like, mm. I'm so tired from my travels. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you were just in Mexico City, mm. China, New York, you know, all over Europe. Really, it's all right. we, get, we get looked after. <laughs> I, can't, I can't really complain. It's like. Um, Get to stay in some nice hotels, and people are very nice to us. We just—I mean, Beijing was quite a trip, though. Uh, I haven't spent that long in Beijing, and we did a couple of TV shows with, you know, I think the viewership was five hundred million. Oh my, oh my god! god. <laughs> that's, oh, top, that's top Gear numbers. That's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that much? <laughs> Have you seen like like British television numbers are pretty like. 
They go, oh, this show's a huge hit. A million and a half people watch it. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a good eighth of the country. Of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is. But then you just you just yeah. forget, and then you hear. I think. Know. Well, I think we used to have we back in the day, but we only had three television channels. I think twenty five million was like the kind of the, the record, which is pretty good going for fifty million people. So yeah, absolutely. But we, but we only had three television channels. So <laughs> <laughs> until you know, kind of recently, until it feels kind of like, fairly recently. Yeah. yeah, I miss it. It's a shame. Do you yeah. miss television? Yeah. I miss. Well, no, I miss the I miss the fact that three three or four television channels is kind of enough yeah you know having, is it having yeah it really is <laughs> i think he's right most we're burdened, of it we're, we're burdened with with too many choices i, I mean the things. difference now there's different platforms so so now with with television or what it accounts for te- you know, amounts for television is that you have something that's like on um like on amazon or on uh netflix it's like you can have the whole thing and they do it on the day and you can watch the whole thing thing in one so, but that doesn't really count does it that's not really television no no that's no, just no. it's just it's yeah, yeah i mean it you essentially the platform used to define the media so television you know would define television film the way it screen would define film and mm. now mm. It doesn't. The content itself is defined yeah. across a variety. I was of just in London for my honeymoon, and I was. Well, congratulations! Thank you very much. We just got married in October. Nice. It was great. Right. Uh, I was bummed out that BBC Two and Three don't start showing stuff till mm. seven p.m. or something like that. Oh, BBC Three and Four. Three and Four. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of three or four, and they're kind of the most interesting. I think yeah. of the channels they kind of show the most interesting. I stuff. I got my bargain hunt in the afternoons. <laughs> You were doing that on your honeymoon? <laughs> That's what we were saying to him. That's what we were okay. saying to him. Listen, his wife is a wonderful, patient woman. She really must be. Does she like Bargain Hunt? Uh, not so much. Oh, right. Not so much. Okay. Matt will tell you anything about any Bargain Hunt that Listen, you could possibly... I'm a big fan of all of them. Tim Wanakot's great. I love all my antiques experts. <laughs> did you do some antiquing when you were there? No, we popped into... I did go through all the guitar shops in London. Oh, that's that, a good That's thing my main sort of collection of Do you things. actually play guitar? Yeah. Nice. yeah. But he's a lefty, so it's really hard for him to find guitars. Oh, right. They don't yeah. make a lot of lefty yeah, they guitars. Had, they had four throughout the entire... All the shops, they had four. Do you play anything? A guitar very, very badly. I mean, you know, I mean, three or four chords. And That's all you need. I, That's all you need. The problem is I can't count that well. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, that, and that eventually becomes a problem when you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sing a song or something. But I, I, I get a big kick out of it. And, and I have guitars at home, and I've got, thankfully, friends who play beautifully and I'm just like I just hand them the guitar <laughs> that's very nice yeah, they, yeah. Very make nice. sure they've got lots of musical instruments is that something that you're doing in between mm. takes I mean like what do you do when you're sitting in your trailer uh, I don't really sit in my trailer uh, not on a Bond movie there's just not time um, I mean I'm, I'm on set all day from the moment I get there till you know until there's no much point in leaving I I, I, I I try and block everything out I stick my earphones in and just listen to music and try and kind of keep the, the world out so I can concentrate yeah because there's so many distractions I mean yeah. so many people, and, you know and also the fact is I've been doing these movies for 10 years but I've been acting for oh god it's so long now <laughs> <laughs> um, that I, I know the crew intimately you know I know all the crews intimately so there's always something to talk about saying hi how's your wife how's things like that so I have to kind of block Block, you know, I can't. It's lovely to chat to people, but sure. if I'm concentrating, I've got to kind of. I could talk with people all day and forget yeah. forget that I was making a movie. So I mean, in this in, in particular, mm-hmm. so interesting is it, it? You you know, you start off. You're an actor. You go. I'm going to be an actor. I'll mm-hmm. come in and say. You know, I'll say something that someone told me. I'll stand mm-hmm. here. But you know, with a Bond film, 
this franchise is so it's such a tremendous responsibility, as I'm sure you know. And also, you're not just an actor, you're not just a producer, but you're also this kind of ambassador to this world. I mean, how do you how do you what are the delineations and how do you balance all of that? I, I think I think I just learned to separate it all very early on. Uh, um, I, I had um, you know I had a, a very kind of candid conversation with the producers when. They wanted me to play the part, and I was being a bit, you know, I, 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 I was unsure. I didn't know what to do. I was, I, I, you know, it's a huge decision to make. And I, 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 you know, for all the kind of reasons that are very obvious, it's going to change my life. And I was working. It's not like I didn't have a job. I was working all the time. I was choosing the jobs I wanted to do. Um, so I, I kind of had this very kind of conversation. I said, look, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to come on set and pretend to be James Bond. I mean, I don't know how to do that. I mean, but, but the thing is, I can't come on and be, do an impression of someone else. I, it's right. just because I'm a crap mim- mimic. Um, I mean, so um, the worst Sean Connery impression you've ever heard. Um, so I just said, no. <laughs> just give me, give me a, just give, let me warm up. A um, I'm dropping in as a surprise. You, you, later, go, you go first. Um, um, and um, so, <laughs> my publicist shaking her head. <laughs> She's heard it, that's the thing. <laughs> anyway, um, the, um, so I said to them, uh, you know, if you let me get involved, if you let me have my say, if you let me have an opinion about how we make these movies, then I can do it. I can, and so, so I did that from the beginning. I mean, and I've got a big mouth, and I just kind of, you know, basically. But they've. That's kind of the. That, that's. I think that's what's given me the kind of the. You know, the, the wherewithal because I had to. Le- you had to learn things, but I very much kept everything apart. Like filming's filming, and when I'm filming, I keep the world out. And, mm-hmm. And then we get to press, and they were all terrified I wasn't going to do any press because I had this sort of reputation that I don't like talking to the press, and sort of, which you know, obviously I don't. But um, <laughs> um, but it's um, <laughs> who does? I mean, um, it's just rubbish. Um, but I just said I'll do everything. I'll do everything I can. I'll I'll do. I'll come. I'll fly wherever you want to me to go. And so I think there was a sort of huge sigh of relief that I actually kind of wanted to involve. But I thought if I'm in, if I'm going to do this, I've got to do it. I'm going to do it full full on. I'm, so there's no point in turning up and you know. You don't want to lazy be it, you know? Or Roger's eight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, but I, had to, I did think at the time, I was like, you know, if it's, if it's one movie, it's one movie. There you go. But I've got to make it the best I can. Well, there was an interesting thing that was happening in, in film at that time where a lot, of, a lot of tentpole characters were being presented much more human, mm. you know? And I think that's... I think that's that's why I loved the first movie that you, the Freaks Reality. Mm. It's the same thing with uh, Batman Begins. It was like they took mm. these characters that were so ridiculously over the top and they said, okay, if it, it seemed like they said, if these characters were a little grittier and more human, mm. what would they be? I think it might be, it might be post 9 11. I mean, it might be a kind of, mm. it might be something about a sort of reality of things and the fact that, you know, the world is fallible and that there's not just, you can't just have sort of superheroes that just, you know, that are. You know, it's a, it's a simple, easy thing to save the world because the world suddenly got much more complicated. Absolutely. Um, so as it has done over the past couple of days. So, yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, a number of things. I don't know how else to 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 uh, to to have done it though. Really. I mean, I only know one way to act, which is to sort of. I don't care how big the movie is. It can be as the biggest tentpeg movie there is. It's got to have a kind of central core of reality. It's like Independence Day is one of my, you know, it's a great movie, but 
Will Smith is real, and you know, it's Jeff like, Goldblum, and Jeff, the realist. He's a cable guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the cable guy. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, and that's what drives the movie. It's not the special effects and everything are great, but it's actually that's not what drives the movie. What drives the movie is that those relationships and all of those things that make it. So I think that you kind of you just got to apply that rule when you make any movie, but certainly this kind of movies. Yeah. Plus, you had to go from mm. invisible Aston Martins to sort of go. Oh wait, we got to reground this thing. <laughs> we're getting a little. Oh. We're getting a little moonrakery. I but I think that. that's, <laughs> yeah, but I think that sort of sets you up to come back around and be able to surprise people with something that's interesting and, and different you know when it kind of goes off the rails was, a little bit you can was, bring it back for me with you playing james bond and i'm a big fan of the franchise and the the moment when you when james bond bursts through the drywall when he's chasing <laughs> that guy in that parkour chase that's a ama- martin campbell did an amazing job at that yeah, yeah. But when you burst through that wall, I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is James Bond. Mm-hmm. This is a gritty guy that just will use his his muscle to just do things that I, he needs I to I mean, do. I was that was a, a really conscious decision. It was a very kind of – I mean, that scene was a conscious decision, obviously, and um, uh, that, that, that stunt coordinator uh, – um, um, came up to me and just said, you know, I, I think he said, because you know, because Sebastian, who's the who's the parkour guy, who's doing all the fancy flips and things, are like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he says, why don't you just burst through the wall? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> That's just like me. Um, but I always want to kind of, and I kind of think we have done now. I like to think we have is that I've slowly kind of wanted to sort of bring the little touches back in. I mean, I was given a blank slate with Casino, which was mm. a real privilege. And the fact is we had to kind of wipe everything out, all the kind of older jokes, because, you know, Mike Myers had stolen them all and yeah. done them brilliantly. I mean, you know, and, and it kind of had, you know, had sort of wrecked it, but brilliantly wrecked it. I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of those movies. But you couldn't do those jokes without kind of thinking about Mike Myers. Right. It's a bit like kind of do trying to do a film about... Um, about King Arthur without thinking about um, you know the Holy Grail it's like it's kind of it's kind of becomes almost impossible because sure. it's everything's so silly but I, we always wanted to sort of bring them back in and hopefully you know with, with Spectre we've kind of managed to kind of marry the two the you sort did. of grittiness and the, but there's plenty of cuff shooting and you know you know tie tie straightening and stuff all, all that stuff which I'm you know massive fan of so it's great mm. Spectre I have to mm. say Spectre I loved Spectre. Oh, it was you. it was mm. like the it was the it was your mm. treat mm. for going along with all of these movies. You're like, oh, they're getting there, they're getting there, they're getting there, and then boom, oh, oh hey, yeah. it's our old friends, you, yeah. <laughs> M, Money Penny. Yeah. That's our yeah. Yeah. twice. Yeah. Have you? I have. Oh, nice. I have. Very Listen, good. not not to it's freak what, you out. Yeah, yeah. Not to freak you out. Matt actually did wear Bond shoes on his wedding. Oh, I wore some Crockett and Joe's. They're a great shoe. Oh yeah, they're, they're great, great, great. I'm wearing some right now. They, they, these are great. That. These are great. Did you wear shoes. these for yeah. him? These are the Snowdens. Did yeah, you wear these? Beautiful. You wear you wear these in black in yeah, the yeah. movie. And Which I, one I, of those? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's what I wore those in uh, in in uh, in Skyfall. In fact, I, I and they. I'm in a tank. There's a scene under the underwater towards the right. end. And I wore those, and I wore those for like a week in a tank, and I still have them today. And they br- they're they're nice, the nicest shoe, even though they were soaked for like a week. They're beautiful, and they molded to my feet. So they're like, oh, I, I you wear got them. them. Yeah, I got them. See this this guy gets. I the take the good. I feet. take the good stuff away. <laughs> you you know, just, I don't need the other are. stuff like the cars and the <laughs> suits. Really I don't do need it. that. Just the shoes and the watches w- are the, very... the, the wet shoes is what. <laughs> those are practical things <laughs> that you can use. Let me ask you this: Do you do you do you keep a couple Tom Ford suits in the in the closet? I invariably do, but I don't have that big a closet, so you can only you can only keep so many. And I tend to put some weight on after I finish the movie, so it's a little bit depressing. So about six 
months later when I got to put it on, I go, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was they reading, all fitted. I was reading about your, uh, I was reading about your regime. It was just like five mm. to six days a week of, of, yeah. of exercise and working out, and, and really, like it's a it's a several month long process. Well, it kind of got worse on this one because I during we did we're doing the, this big fight in the middle with with Dave Batista and. Uh, we 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 rehearsed it for six weeks. We and we built basically it's, it it takes place through all these ra- railway carriages, and so we built the ra- railway carriages in a rehearsal studio. And Dave and I just basically worked through every day, you know, kind of an hour an hour a day. What can or we break with each other's bodies? <laughs> exactly. So and that's and, and it grew and grew and grew. That was a great thing. But you had to kind of restrict it. But I, I did a scene with him, and he picked me up, and threw me against the wall, and I said, "That's great, Dave, but do, you know, do it a bit more." And why I said that? I'm not <laughs> He's a very um, capable man. He's a very capable man. He didn't, and it wasn't. It was kind of my fault. And I went one way, my knee went the other, and my ACL oh. just went. Ba-dong. Oh. So I thought that was kind of going to be the end of shooting, but actually, it wasn't. And I was one of those lucky people that didn't. Some people have ACLs, and then you know their knees swell up like kind of. I didn't swell up. My knee was in great shape. I've been working out. So um, I, and I got a physio on set uh, constantly. So in fact, my workout became twice as long because I had to kind of do. Work out and then do a half an hour physio sure. every day to try and get to keep oh, it. But wow. the, the alternative was to sh- stop shooting for six months, and I was just like, forget it. <laughs> just like, I'll do anything to shoot me up. Just get gonna, get we got to get, get this, this shit done. done. Yeah, yeah. Like an yeah, NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever it takes. I, now I understand. <laughs> what do you feel like? Did, was your when was your very first? When did you first start working? Was it like ninety one, ninety two? Yeah, exactly. Then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I went so, straight into movies. I mean, I was a, I did I was a three year drama course uh, at a place called the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, which is it's it's it's, it's steered towards theatre. It's not really you know we did one like TV workshop every kind of month or so, which was well, it was some old camera, which is like so. And there was so I'd never been on camera before, and I got a job, a Warner Brothers job in in Zimbabwe um, with Morgan Freeman, Stephen Dorff. Uh, and next thing I'm on a movie set and you know, there's people kind of patting my head with powder <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I mean, it was kind of uh, uh, inc- incredible. And the director, a guy called John D. Alveson, used to come up, and get up to me and go, God, you're so intense. You're so intense. <laughs> and I was like, I was just scared shitless. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't move. And he's like, God, oh, you're so still. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was just like, you know, I mean, because I knew how to act on stage. I've always, always done that, but... Suddenly you're on camera and it's like, but apparently just keeping still is good. I guess it is. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous of guys like you in the sense that when I'm nervous or uncomfortable, mm. I just talk really fast. So it's very obvious where I'm at. But you can just, if you, if you just stand there with those piercing blue eyes, people are like, oh my God, he's, what is he? So he's like, if he, are you seeing like the Terminator screen in your eyesight? Or like, what are you? <laughs> like, no, it's completely, it's just blind panic. Or flowers or white. something. I don't know. You know, uh, I just, uh, uh, no, I, I mean, you know, that's sort of, you kind of learn, I, I learn, you learn on the hoof, and I think that's what most people do in acting is, you know, you get, you get a chance to do it, and then you get a chance to work more, which is really kind of, you know, it's because it's, it's a terribly hard profession to get into and sort of actually get anywhere with it. And I just was lucky enough to sort of do some films, and then I got some television in, in England, which meant that I kind of worked on one project for a lot longer, then you get used to a camera, then you get, and you kind of, it's like a, you're back to school, you kind of, yeah. and you get your confidence, and you remember why you act, because it's very easy to forget, you kind of, you know, suddenly, you, you know, you think, I mean, I remember coming here in 92 after 
Power One came out to come, you know, everyone was going, oh, you should get an, an, an LA agent. And I came here, I didn't have a driver's license, I didn't have a credit card. Um, so I couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> I mean, um, but thankfully I was looked after. And I came and I visited and I just went, you know what, I don't want to do this just yet. I don't want to be... I don't want to kind of try and make it here. I want to try and do what I do at home and do what, you know, try and make movies in Europe. And, and if this happens, this happens. So it kind of, it happened slowly, slowly for me. Which I think is probably better, don't you think? It was for me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think if I'd, if I'd had massive success or whatever early on, I think I, I can't think what I, how I would have coped with it uh, badly. I mean, you can- oh, really well. I mean, depending <laughs> which way you look at it. <laughs> Do you feel like you needed about thirteen years yeah. in the business before you got to the to the bond part? I yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'd say that. I'd say that that is really kind of. Uh, I couldn't have done it without having the experience I've had. I mean, it, it, it allowed me to be picky. It allowed me to kind of know that, look, I know I can do this job. If I work hard enough, I can do it. And I, with the experience I had, I knew that I was capable of put, turning in this performance and all sorts of things that were confidence. I mean, like I said, I was very scared and very kind of like, you know, very nervous about doing the whole thing. But I had a kind of a background that, that supported me, you know, kind of. And, and so, I, so I was confident in the fact that given the right kind of help and the right kind of, you know, cooperation with people, which is what – and collaboration, which is what any movie is, but especially a Bond movie is a collaborative process, I could do it. So, uh, Was yeah, there ever a moment when you first took the job where something was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Well, it uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were plenty. <laughs> uh, like every day for about, I don't know, I don't think until I finished shooting it. Um, I, was it when they drove you on the boat on the Thames to go to the... I, I look, you know, the, I, I was shooting a film in Baltimore and, uh, and all I can remember is that I'd kind of grown my hair long and it was like, I never grow my hair long. It's weird. Sort of, so I had this kind of crappy haircut. And then I had, I had, I had this, I had then they kind of like put this suit on me which was like, I don't wear, this was all, it was all wrong, you know, it was yeah. just, but it was like in for a penny and for a pound you know it was yeah. like I, I had to do it uh, they had at one stage they were like going, we're gonna get you in a Harrier jump jet and fly you down the Thames and I'm like okay <laughs> and then there was a thing where I had to wear a flight suit and they didn't want me to wear a flight suit and then there was this whole thing of getting on a boat and I had and were, the, the, the marines there and rightly so it's kind of this attack boat that goes at I don't know 80 miles an hour or something stupid you have to put a life jacket on I'm like oh god this is I know what's gonna happen because then it's gonna be he wore a life jacket <laughs> It's like, it's like, you know. And then the next thing is I'm going down the Thames and all I can do is just like, I'm just smiling like an idiot because I'm just thinking, shit, this is great. This is just like, yeah. like, that, like that. And then of course I just like, I, then I just like, don't look like James Bond because I'm just like, I'm literally like, ah! <laughs> I'm doing everything wrong and then we get in and I kind of get there and I'm like oh wow it's just like that there's cameras everyone I'm like this is like just what the hell is going on then they hide me and they sort of cover me in makeup again and like that and I'm like you know and I, I walk and as I walk out they play the Bond theme and I'm like oh god this is happening this is really fucking happening I can, oh, I'm sorry yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and I get in front of the press and you know, they start asking me really silly questions, so I start giving them really silly answers. <laughs> and that's where it all started to go downhill. <laughs> well, I mean, the hard, the hard part is, if you're, a, if you're a dramatic actor 
and not known as a comedian. It's like out of context. People are like, like no one gives you the benefit of like maybe he's just fucking around. You know I, what I mean? I, well, you can, and well, the lesson was learned with that you can't, but you can't if you're um, if you're unknown. If you're an unknown, then you're, people take you at face value. Um, and and you know it, it's not re- there's no real room for subtlety, and in fact you kind of got to lay it down. I'm kind of glad I, it went like that. I'm glad that I felt like that. I'm glad that I was in that frame of mind because there was a huge backlash, and I was in the Bahamas. Uh, we were shooting, and I got a call from my agent. She said, "You might want to look at the internet," <laughs> and it was like something I don't. Look she at said, it. "You I, might want to." Well, yeah, <laughs> she said because it was like because yeah, we didn't. I mean, we know yeah. it was bad then. It was like no, you know, it wasn't sure. the way it is today. It's just like you know, you kind of you looked on it occasionally. Um, so I did, and I kind of went, "Oh God, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is bad." <laughs> this is like because it was just kind of hate. It was like real kind of. Um, yeah, it was hate. It was it was kind of a, and it kind of stemmed from the way my performance at this press launch. It stemmed from, you know, the fact that the way I looked and the fact that how the hell, you know, and the fact that you know I'd done sort of arty movies and it was kind yeah. of what the hell was this about? This guy's not qualified. And plus the fact lots of people love peers and it's like, fair enough, you know. That's like, um, and I kind of was sort of devastated for about twenty four hours, I think, and then I went, what can I do? There's nothing to do. Right. There's nothing. This is like one of those situations I can't control it. I can't stop it. All I knew is at that point, and we were two, three months into shooting, I knew at that point we were, go, we were shooting a good movie. I just knew it. I had, I've done it long enough. I had my instinct. I, I knew, I, you know, my instinct. I had good instincts about it, and I just thought we just got to ignore it. Just get on with it and ignore it. And, yeah. and, um, and people kind of ask me today, say, don't you kind of feel good about it now that you've been so successful? What do you want to say to those people? And I'm like, I don't want to say anything. It's like, it's like I mean, I, I came into this with open eyes, knowing that there was be a huge amount of emotion attached to playing this part. And there was, and there was, and it was directed at me, and it was directed at, at, the, at the franchise, and fair dues. Mm-hmm. It's like people, you know, you grew up watching them, you grew up watching them, I grew up watching them, I've got, I've got big opinions about it. I just was trying to put my opinions into this movie. <laughs> well, um, and, yeah. but the thing, I think the lesson is mm. internet hate is very superficial and it mm. doesn't mean anything. And as long as you, you know, as long as you keep your head down and keep doing what you're doing and care about what you're doing, eventually, because now there'll be some day, you know, when you decide, when you're not doing it anymore, people are like, no, don't. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. all those people will then flip. Yeah. And then, you know, and so it's... I, I think you just got to, you know, as a, and this is just me and this is my opinion, is I don't go near the internet anymore. And it's, it's very like, smart. I, I mean, right. it's just no point. It's, like, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's, I love the internet for all sorts of things, but being who I am, there's just, it's like... That way, madness lies. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, and it's just a. It's it's basically a. It's you, you get sucked down a rabbit hole, and it's mostly negativity. And because you know performers, we tend to be more insecure than regular people. Then you're going to only gravitate toward the things that of course kind of poke at your insecurities. Of course, I mean you've got to. And if you believe the good stuff, you believe believe the bad stuff. So it's, I, I you know the thing is, I grew up kind of in a you know punk was sort of still around when I grew up and. I grew up amongst, amongst, amongst actors and musicians and artists, and what people thought about them or us, we really didn't give a fuck about. Right. Because that wasn't the point. And I think things have changed now. I think there was now this sort of immediate sort of, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Is this good? Is this bad? And I don't think that's very creative. I think it's anti-creative. I think as, a, as, a, as an artist or a, whatever you are, uh, as an individual, creative individual, you should not give a fuck about what people think. Right. You should get on with your stuff, and you should, you should, you should, you should, you should, 
build it and make it the best you can. And when you finally do give it to people, if they don't like it, you should not be knocked back. You should just put power on through and just Absolutely. say, you know. You know um, I write dick jokes for a living, and that's how I feel. <laughs> hey, man, man, you know what? I wish I could write dick jokes for a living. You know what? I do bomb movies. I'm always trying to think of a good dick joke. So just write a few down for me. I'll slide you some. I'll slide you some. Slide like. me a few dick jokes. I mean, you know, it is. It, they're, they're, I'm sure there's part of you that's like, I just want to do a wacky comedy. Can I just yeah. do a dumb wacky comedy? I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm in awe of these guys who can. I met Amy Schumer the other night, who I'm just like, oh my god, she's a, she's a goddess. You know, uh, it, it, it's it's a real skill. I, I come from a kind of much more of a classic background i'm script based i can't really i can, we improvise a lot on this movie but you kind of have to you have to have the good script to do it as sure. far as i'm concerned you can't just you you can't you be improvising you improvise a lot? yeah just stuff just like kind of the, what sam would do is he allowed the camera to run and we just kind of there are lines in there that God, we would can make a movie huh yeah he's, he's all right um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty good uh, i mean look i was desperate you know skyfall he wasn't sure about whether he wanted to but much like me in this situation, someone asked me, you know, immediately after I finished this, I said, would you do another one? I was like, you know, I'd rather slash my wrists. Two days after I'd finished, he got asked after Skyfall, would you do another one? He was like, fuck no, because he, right. he, finished, he finished editing this movie the week before we premiered it. I mean, he was still editing the Saturday before oh the Sunday, and, and it's one of the wettest prints there's been. But he's a perfectionist. He's like, he's like he, he won't let it go until he has to let it go, until it's dragged out of his hands. Um, so he's like, you know, he doesn't can't think about directing another one. But I knew that if we, are, you know, if, if we were going to do Spectre, we had to have him. And I just, I mean, I begged him because it was just, he kind of started something. And plus the fact, you know, we got Rafe in and we got Naomi in and we got Ben in. And we needed to let them off the hook. We needed to, oh, like, you know, let them off the off the off the so leash. Great too. Yeah, and I yeah. love the, the I don't want to spoil mm, anything, mm. but there's a bit of stuff in the third act of mm. Spectre. That I refer to as Bond Scooby Gang, right. like yeah. it's the Scooby Gang off to Very do a good. mission. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like <laughs> it's like, the best. Yeah. I loved it. You got that thing. Good. <laughs> 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 must be yeah. so rewarding. Uh, is that? Mm. I mean, I don't know if you look at your career this way, but you've consistently chosen really cool stuff. To work on, so I've done the always. There's stuff out there. I mean, like Archangel was really cool. Oh right, yes. Yeah, did, you, yeah. did, you ever, did you ever see Archangel? I never did. It's a really cool story about Stalin and yeah. and and basically Stalin's son. Yeah, Stalin has yeah. a secret son hidden away that's going to be called upon. A little like a boys from Brazil kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's, it, it, but only it, one of them. But it's just yeah. a really <laughs> yeah. boy from Brazil. So not like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Archangel was cool, and you know, my girlfriend and I, wa- my well, girlfriend, fiance, my fiance and I wa- love horror movies. So yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I've gotten called out. I've gotten called out. I've I've gotten called out before. I accidentally said girlfriend, and people I don't know, you know. I, I was doing stand up and I was like, so my girlfriend and people go, fiance! Like, people get really mad. I'm like, oh, fuck, please, stop yelling at me. It is, it's an American thing and we don't have it so strongly in, in England. You're allowed to sort of be boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time. Here you kind of have to kind of make that commitment. I think it's like. You know, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, well, really? if you live together long don't. enough here, you're yeah. something called a common law. Yeah, I think it's like life. seven oh, well, years. That's yeah. You're yeah. common law. Yeah. And I yeah. think now, yeah. you know, I think our generation has enjoyed this really. Luxurious extended adolescence that that you know it used to is be. It, is it over? It's never over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's never, <laughs> oh, is it over? 
<laughs> you know, You're talking like it's all over. Don't don't depress me. <laughs> no, it's, it's never over. It's never over. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would really. Never thought I would settle down. A little responsibility is a, is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, but you uh, you have kids too. I mean, you you know. So how are you know? What do you do? You have some good dad advice. Like what what do you what do you love about being a dad? It's the hardest thing you'll do. It's the hardest. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 the most wonderful and hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, I, I just you know I try and keep what I do away from home. That's as sure. That's, mm. a, that's a simple thing. Um, you know, there's no room for James Bond in my house. Right. You don't walk um, in and have them play the James Bond. Yeah, movie. I'd get laughed out. Daddy's home, everyone. British, British culture would never <laughs> allow for that. <laughs> no. there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's too much shit. Just be like, look at this twat. Like yeah, they yeah. would never allow. Well, that. people ask me if I write, you know, if I drive an Aston Martin. It's like I just couldn't get away with that. It's just like people would just. <laughs> I think people, people you know, especially God, you know, especially when you're doing press tours. It's, I'm sure it's very difficult for people to realize, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm a person uh, who is separate from this, mm-hmm. which is a made-up guy, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I get asked, I mean, I got, I mean, especially, I mean, God, I've been asked a lot of questions over the past four weeks, but one of them is, what, what do I share with James Bond? You know, what, there must be what traits, and I'm like, nothing. There's <laughs> <laughs> the same face. He, he kills people for a living, and it's like, you know, he's got a drinking problem, and, you know, like, you know, we know all the good things about him. I, sure. And people have been sort of like, I've been saying these things, and people think I'm talking about negatively about him, and I'm like, no, these are good things. They're like, you know, that's what make, yeah. him, make him James Bond. But a, a lot of people, you know, some people have been like going, they're like dumbstruck that I should even... That I would, that I'd even say that, that I'd say I've got nothing in common with him. And they're like, well, how? That's wrong. It's like, no, it's not. It's like I'm me. You know? No, yeah, I, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's not a real wizard. It turns out either. Like no, that's wait, a. No, oh shit! <laughs> what? <laughs> You've got to very, that's, keep that on the download. Oh, he really is that. a wizard. Didn't yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't bring that up the other day. <laughs> yeah, he did just evaporate. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm kind of curious to know if if. When people obviously don't know you or if you get, you know, like shitty questions and it seems like they're not recognizing you, Daniel Craig, as a human being, do you like that or because it protects who you really are from the world or do you kind of feel like, yeah, but that's – I kind of want people to know who I am. I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do and I don't. I mean I, what I do is, I, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm very – I like talking with people. I, have, I love having conversations. There's a certain thing. There's a privacy I have which is I've never kept a secret and I've always been very, I think, consistent with it and – that's the, um, you know, it's. I think it's served me well. It keeps. I keep my private life away from what I do, but I love talking with people. As long as we can talk about it for the relatively intelligent things, then sure. I'm then I'm I'm good to go on any subject. Yeah. Um, it, when it gets silly, I kind of tend to shut off, and then sometimes I get my mouth and get myself in shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I, I I think it's. I just try and be honest. You know, I just try and. I think that's. I think there's a sort of. A lot of people say, oh, you know, the best thing to do is make up a story and keep repeating it and repeating it. And I'm just not very good at that. I'm, if I run out of energy in an interview, oh, that's it. I mean, I'm just, yeah. like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm blank. And then it'll take someone to come in and just sort of bring up a, a nice subject or be relaxed like this. And just, it's like, oh, we can just talk about it. We don't have to talk about the film. We can talk no, about whatever, talk about whatever we want. want. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that, it sounds like that through line of honesty works itself into your life, into your performances, into the types of roles you like to choose? I hope so. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a goal to aim for. I mean, you, you know, you try and remain honest, straight. I, like, I, think, I think at the end of the day it serves you better because I just think that, you know, people, when they, when they realize that you're a relatively straight person, they kind of, they trust and, you know, sure. you can, uh, you know, you'll, if you say you're going to do something, which is what I do, is if I say I'm going to do something, um, I'll do it. And if people say they're going to do something and don't do it for me, I don't trust them again. Right. 
what was it? Uh, I'm I'm so curious to hear what it was like to work with Mike Nichols. Uh, fabulous. I mean, we've known each other for uh, a long time, and he's always been kind of prodding me to going. When are we When are we going to work together? So we actually got the chance to do it. Um, you and your wife did betrayal. We did, yeah, on Broadway. It, it was. You know, Mike was old and he's a little sick, but he was full of kind of this glint of life in him. Um, that that you know, and I wish I wish we'd done it again. I wish it would hadn't been just once. I wish we'd we wish we'd kind of you know we'd done it lots of times. What do you learn from a guy like that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just I just picked his brains about so many things. I mean, I just wanted to know about Catch Twenty Two. I wanted to know about. You know, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf and what, you know, just I wanted to, how do you talk to Burton and Taylor? I mean, what was that? <laughs> you know, and he, had, he did, he'd have these little things, you know, and he'd kind of, Burton became very close to him. And Burton said, you know, I don't think, and I agreed, I don't think Burton was ever as good as he was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. But I think it's directly because of Mike Nichols and the way that he directed him in the film. Um, I actually don't think Elizabeth Taylor was ever as good as she was in that. I mean, it's... Um, uh, and you know, I mean, Dustin Hart. I mean, just keep, go, go down the list. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's insane. It's uh, fun to hear you uh, kind of nerd out over someone because I know uh, you know, like when when you're used to having people do it to you, <laughs> that, to know that there are people in the world. I was at the governor's ball the, on Saturday night, and there were so many people. I was just so thrilled to meet. It was just ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> and I just got so gushy. I God, I love you. I'm just like I'm literally. Well, I just think you've got a chance. I may never meet them again, and I just want to tell them how you know how fucking great they are. Yeah, you know. It's uh, it's like it's that's that's why I look. It's one of the biggest thrills about being in this profession is that you know, you kind of, uh, you, you get to work with some, just wonderful people and wonderful actors and wonderful talent, whether they're directors or they're DOPs or they're you know whatever, and um, you know that's kind of why I became an actor. I remember being at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Maybe 2010. Mm. It was the year you guys were there for Cowboys and Aliens with Harrison. Yeah, with Harrison. Yeah, yeah. and and I was moderating the next panel, but I was up in the green room, mm. and then it was it was just that exactly what you described. Mm. I'm like, yeah. oh, there's Daniel Craig, there's Harrison Ford, there's John Favreau. <laughs> I'm a, uh, like I started getting that. Oh fuck. Oh my god. You know, it's just it was such a. It almost felt like it's not safe to have all these people in one room together. We have to keep them separate. Like you know? the Coke recipe. You yeah. go over there. You go over there. You guys have to keep you guys as, as separate as possible. Yeah. I mean, are you? You know, do you have a minute when you're working with people that you? admire and respect where you kind of get that out of your system so that then you can just focus on being all actors i uh, yes i suppose i mean I, I think the kind of mistake is not to think that people don't like talking about themselves and they're not you know i, I think to kind of you can get very shy and kind of almost get, i mean i think I, when i was younger i used to kind of my shyness used to sort of like just appear just fucking rude <laughs> because you kind of like you know you kind of can't I can't but and I just sort of learned to come on and get over this I mean when I did Road to Perdition with, with I mean Tom is, oh, you know, you've met Tom he's like he's Tom, yes, the lovely, guy. loveliest guy in the world but Paul Newman I was I was just terrified of um and we just, I just started telling him dirty jokes, and he told me dirty jokes. And then from there, it kind of blossomed. It's sort of, you know. <laughs> then we drove race cars together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you kind of find a way. And then I kind of, you know, talked to him about racing and about, you know, the movies he's done. And it's just, and then, you know, you kind of open it up. And then it's just, it's fascinating. You know, it's absolutely fascinating talking to those guys. And then you, you go home at night, and you're like, my life is weird. I was just staring at Paul Newman all day. Yeah, it's like, it is. But you have to get over it. You have to kind of get on with it. Otherwise, it becomes crippling. And, 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 and you, you can't be kind of starstruck on set 
what's you know lovely about Tom and, and what's lovely about Paul is that they're actors first and foremost and I am and that we're, so we've got a touching point mm. trying to achieve the same thing and and and, and, as, and as long as I think as they see in you as a young actor that you're trying you're not trying to fuck them up or you're yeah, to, right. you know you're trying to just in it for yourself they're, they're, very, they're completely accepting now, what is what is Rafe like Rafe Fiennes yeah um, I one of the funniest men uh, is he really oh, that's what God, I get he's from him hilarious also, I mean he's very he's tough I mean he's tough and he has the you know, Greatest posture of any human being I've ever seen. I like on mine. Film. It's like <laughs> I know I'm hunched over too. <laughs> he just he stands. Does. He has that. When he, yeah. sta- when he puts his hands in his pocket yeah. and he's just standing, I'm like, yeah. how? How can you stand so fucking straight? I think it's because he's got royal blood. He's got trained. He's got a royal rod just straight down his straight down his spine. Straight up. He's so. He is such a great. He's so great in this movie. I mean. And, and and I think you know, you know, he he was always a great actor. But I think as he gets um, older, shall we say, <laughs> he's getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, I, and I kind of think that God, we've got we're going to see a lot more of Rafe in the future and a lot more wonderful, wonderful roles. And we just like to have him as M is just like. Just I hope I hope we see more of M yeah, because yeah. that when the, at the end of Skyfall, yeah. when I saw that padded leather door, yeah. in that office, I was like, yeah. oh my God, they're yeah. in M's old office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so just, great. we just, it was like, it just went without saying. We had, all of those things that we wanted to just slowly drip back in. Yeah. Because they're just, you know, they're so evocative. What's, what's important to you? Like, what things are important to you now? Like, what pieces of yourself do you keep separate that you kind of go back to when you need to decompress? Family. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's like, that's who you miss. I mean, we're, you know, it's an eight-month shoot, the, uh, the Bond movie, which is two, three times as long as any other movie, um, unless it's Star Wars, obviously. Um, um, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something. It's a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that, uh, um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> no, yeah, what I, was just, I was looking at your Chewbacca, uh, your, your, um, your oh, yeah, file of facts. This is our guest book. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen Oh, it's your guest book. Everyone, everyone who's been on the podcast in the last year has signed it. Oh, right, okay. It's well, I'm not signing it. Oh, <laughs> um, what do I, where do I go to? Yeah, to you, said, you decom- said family's really important. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I think that, you know, we, that's the hardest thing about doing the film. You're away, and everybody's in the same boat. I mean, everybody on the crew's in the same boat. So you, you, you kind of need to, you know, you kind of give up a lot to do something like this. Um, and, I'm, you know, it's not, I mean, it's like a lot of people work away. It's like they have, they're in the same boat, but it's like you're just, uh, you want to kind of go home and just reconnect. Yeah. Um, and just do normal things. You know, have a, have a kind of, you know, days that are just, I mean, there's always, I kind of think I'm going to, well, I'm going to go and put my feet up for a couple of weeks. And it's never like that. You go home, there's like, there's a hundred million things to do. So it's just the way it is. And that's just not, you know, normal life. Um, and that's what makes you relax. Yeah. That's what makes you kind of breathe and chill out. And Sometimes of, you get mm, time to play mm. three or four chords. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so or just cherishing things. My friends who can play are, are so charitable when they play with me. Yeah. They're like, they really try and help me out, but I can just see them. They're, they're wincing every time I... <laughs> you yeah. should, that's, this is your opportunity to fuck with them and play as poorly as possible and be like, huh, I'm getting better, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they have to go, oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that kind it's of guy. It's really great. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when... Uh, when you sort of envision your life, is it did it go the way that you thought it would, or planned, or overall? Christ, no, I, no, I, I, you know, look, I mean, the, the, there's a there's a desire 
in every actor to sort of succeed in a certain way. I grew up, you know, uh, genuinely when I was younger as an actor. Fame wasn't the issue. It was just about working. It was just about let's get a job. I mean, and, 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 and as I said earlier, it's like, you know, this is, this is, it's a really tough business to get into. And you, all you want to do is like earn a living out of it. I made a promise to myself when I left drama school that if I went back to waiting tables, then I'd give up because there was no point. It's right, like I'd waited tables for like five years before you know going through drama school. I've done it all the way through that, and I just said if I had to go back to waiting tables and serving behind a bar, I've got to go retrain and I don't know, do become a teacher and make my mother happy. Um, <laughs> um, I'm finally uh, proud of you, yeah, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> your mom was a teacher. Mom was, was your mom a teacher? Yeah, I bet she just. I just did was failing. Mis- I failed failed miserably at school. Um, and I tried to sort of train, and I tried to get you know like a like tried to go for I it wasn't even a degree; it was like a kind of like you know just get some qualifications of some sort. And she just was desperate for me to stay in education so that I could at least, if I was going to be an actor, when I failed at being an actor, I'd have something to fall back on, which I think is every parent's kind of you know hope. But I didn't. I just I, I gave it up. I gave up education very quickly and, the, <laughs> and just cracked on. So uh, through sheer force of will, I, I was arrogant enough to believe that I could do it. I mean, and God, I mean, I don't know where I don't have that. I don't feel I'm not that same person. I don't know how that where you get that energy from. But I was just I had an absolute focused focus that I was I was going to achieve. I was I was going to work um, and I was going to get a job, which I did. Uh, and I always sort of just about earned enough money to pay the rent, and just about you know without you know sometimes I had to go to the bank and borrow money. Sure, but. but I never had to wait tables again. Are you a good audi- were you a good auditioner? I'm a terrible auditioner. <laughs> I mean, you are Sam Mendes. He didn't need it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I went to Chicago to audition for the Road to Perdition, and I, I, I what the hell I was doing, but I, I kind of, I was in a real confused state because I was trying to do a Chicago accent, and you know, you're thinking, you're thinking gangster, and then I got this call saying, do not do gangster. Do, you know, they wanted a kind of just a Midwest accent, you know, so it was like lots of R's and lots of kind of like, but screwed me up because I've been kind of doing Chicago, kind of like, you know, and I was like, and they said, no, don't do that. And it was like, which is probably, you know, probably just as well. So I got there and I started doing this and it was just like, it sounded like, I don't know, somewhere between Ireland and, I don't know, <laughs> Toronto. It was like, it wasn't even, it was just terrible kind of, and he just went, stop, stop, stop. I went, I went, I just screwed this up. And he went, no, 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 you've got the job, it's fine. Oh, so that's again, great. Literally. And in fact, what well, the, the original meeting, I'd gone to London to meet him in his, in his office and he just said, so here's, I said, so he hadn't told me what it was, no one, it was a secret. And he said, so what I want you to do, I'm doing a gangster movie in Chicago with Tom Hanks and Paul Newman. I want you to play Paul Newman's son. And I just got up and went, right, I'm leaving now. Because <laughs> we don't need to go any further here. You know I want the job. Whatever you need me to do, let me do. So uh, anyway, it worked out. So, but uh, terrible, 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 terrible. I've, um, I, get, I get very nervous. Um, I'm very, I mean, I would happily still audition for jobs now. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking for work. Well, that's um, interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just wrapped up a little project. I uh, need the next thing. Got a little time. Got a little time. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's you know, I, I mean, you have to learn the lines. You have to kind of get as much of it, soak it up, and try and give as best performance you can. I mean, that's you know, people are w- w- sitting there to be kind of impressed, and I get I get really nervous. Uh, what was the audition process like for Casino Royale? Um, well, <laughs> um, it was it was it was strange because I screen tested for it and. I'd sort of been given the job, but there's a thing, process to go through, which is there's a studio involved, and the studio were like, we need to see him. Mm-hmm. So there was me and two or three other guys who had to do this. I was supposed to be there for the day, 
um, uh, which is sort of literally a day's filming, and there's a tradition of auditioning for Bond is to do the scene from from Russia with Love, when he comes into the room with I can't remember her name, but there's a there's the, the 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 mirror behind the bed and they're being filmed and. Do you remember this? Yeah, there's Irma, a, but there's a Irma scene. Blunt is he gets on the bed and she's like, "Is there always that your gun?" He says, and it's like you know whatever. I mean, it might be my she gun, whatever. I can't what the lines are. You know? <laughs> um, so we had to do that scene and and shoot it, and we actually shot it, and there was a set, and there was a, an actress, and it was like it was full on days wow. of shooting. And I got to lunchtime, um, and I fin- and, and 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 this is God's honest truth. And I said, I said, I I, I finished I finished the scene, so that's good. We're going to get everybody to go for lunch. I said, I'm not coming back. And I said, if you haven't got it by now. I said, I don't want to do it, and walked off. <laughs> they gave me the job. <laughs> I just like I said, I can't. How much do you want? I mean, you come back and do another scene this afternoon. It's either it's either there or it's not. Anyway, there was uh, they gave me the job. Well, that seems like it worked out. Tatiana Romanoff, thank you. There you, there we are. Thank you. You got it. Very good. That's the name of the character from Russia with Love. It's very impressive. Yeah, no, no, I know anything you say. That's my that's from Russia with Love is my second favorite. Casino Royale is my favorite. Matt, Matt. Thank just you. so you know, Matt actually does a separate podcast, 100% True, called James Bonding, mm-hmm. where he and his buddy just walk through and they just talk about every, every we, Bond film. We have film. a guest on yeah. who oh. has to watch the movie beforehand. Okay. And then we go and we break it down. Wow. And we always have... That's great. Uh, we have a segment called uh, British Off, who, mm. and it's for who is the most British person in this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually whoever the expert is talking right. to M about diamonds or gold or whatever. Oh, the, the guy at the beginning yeah, who just comes in and gives it... Yeah, yeah, lays it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm so curious. At the beginning, you said you had this... You said you had a reputation or if somebody... They perceived you as not liking to talk to the press. And I don't, I don't really... I don't think we're really press. We're no. just dudes. Yeah. But... No, we you, are. I have a hat that says press on. You do not have a hat. But you're, you're just like a, such a nice, lovely guy. I don't understand. Who knows? But you know what? I'm not, I ne- I've never tried to hide away from it, so it's fine. I mean, reputation's a reputation, so what can you do? I mean, it's like, you know, it's better that way. People, kind of, people are maybe sometimes a little nervous when, when, when I walk into the room, which is probably not a bad place to start. <laughs> you do you. Seems to be yeah. working. You're doing fine. I'm all right. It's okay. What do you think, you, you know, sort of... Looking ahead, what type when you, you know, in the next 20 years, what kind, what kind of things do you want to do? Do you want to do more theater? Do you want to do more film? Do you want to produce? Will you get there in a flying car? Tell us about the future. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Will you teleport? You, know I, I, you made the, the invisible flying car, whatever. <laughs> you know what? As long as it works, as long as it's real, it's in the fucking movie. It's like, I've got, nothing's off the table. Don't do it down. A TARDIS? TARDIS? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you're a big real. Doctor Who fan? Huge Doctor Who fan. Yeah, Matt yeah. has a theory that yeah. Bond is actually a Time Lord. Which is why he regenerates <laughs> every true. so often. He he's a time lord. We don't have that scene though, which I know is you missing. Don't have the scene. <laughs> you but think I feel maybe like we should we so should often, shoot it? There's a scene missing somewhere where Pierce goes, "Oh, oh not today," not and then today. it turns into you, and then you just keep moving, and that explains everything. And because he has time travel abilities, that's how he went from George Lazenby, who was the second James Bond, back to Sean Connery. Of course, yeah, because the time travel thing. I understand? He was like, "I'm going to time travel to it seventy-one." It was enough to tell him the theory. You didn't have to walk him through it. Complete sense. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And then, then, you know, you're watching the finale of of the uh, season four of Doctor Who, Mm. and all of a sudden, Timothy Dalton shows up. I'm like, "Mm, what did I tell you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. He was there. It's all all connected. It's all in front of you. (laughs) 
It's all right there the yeah. entire yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, you knew, yeah. you knew. But what? But what? What? How do you still like? What type You're of like things? Such a dork. Why? No, this is it's what happened. He's a time lord. Listen, we oh, couldn't God. not bring it up. No, I'm so happy. I mean, you he's did. sitting right My here. God, and you've got a, you've got a, a coat. What's who makes that coat? Billy Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Yep. Matt, basically, <laughs> let me tell you something, Daniel. We need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find the doors are quite locked. Security. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just hang on a second. Hang on a second. This is. Guys. <laughs> no, don't leave. Don't leave. A series of red dots are landing <laughs> on Matt's forehead yeah, as we speak. Yeah, yeah, Let me look. just explain. Yeah, yeah. Let me explain. Hey, look, it's good. Sure. They're good clothes. Yeah. It's, it's, here's the thing. If yeah. you want to be a fashionable male, yeah. you, you, what do you do? I'm not going to read GQ all the time. Every yeah. couple of years, this guy shows up on the screen and is like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's what you're supposed to wear. All right, good. It's a good. great coat. Listen, it's a great let's coat. consider it's ourselves great lucky he's not wearing exactly what you're wearing right now. <laughs> Like the weird single white female movie line. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, but Matt's, Matt's, I'm Matt's very, basically... I'm, I'm very touched. All these I'm very, Easter very eggs. touched. All these Easter eggs. And Matt may feign embarrassment, yeah. but you have no idea how uh, gratified he is that you noticed the coat in the back. I'm, ama- the I'm yeah. amazed. I, no, honestly, I'm amazed that you would even remember what coat I mean, you wore well, because in the Shanghai fight scene. Because... Um, because I spend six months of my life before we start shooting picking it out. I mean, it's like this is. Oh wait, so you give the okay on these things? Oh geez, I, I that, that was my choice to have it in the movie. You're technically Matt's wardrobe style. You are. <laughs> I mean, made. we've got a great uh, desi- uh, you know costume designer Jani, who's who, who I work with very closely, and but we uh, you know I'm I'm there going. I bring stuff in. I mean, I own that coat. And I Me brought too. It in. I, no, but I, I We're owned, best friends now. No, we are. No, yeah. <laughs> but I owned it before I did the film, and I brought it in and said, "Look, I, this is." She would, and we got contacted them, and sent, they sent us some. So I, I, you know, it's like that, I, I try and. I had no idea. This is what happening. I do, Dale. Thank you. You've yeah. really and Crockett and Jones is the same thing. That's why I used to wear in real life. Did so. you really? Yep. God, these are great shoes, yeah. Chris. You got to get a pair. Keep saying Crockett and Jones. Crockett and Jones. <laughs> Crockett and Jones say, makes I've a said another shoe. ten times before the end of this. We, we may, they may send some. You might get something. Oh, <laughs> so just being in proximity. The salespeople <laughs> at Crockett and Jones in yeah. London were very nice. Yeah, That's where I picked it. up these boots. And oh, I bought Dory, my yeah. wife, I bought her a, a uh. pair of lady boots. Uh, and she was oh, like, so sweet. she only let me get them because I was you buying. Yours, I was yeah. like, if I buy you a pair, can I get these? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, come on. I'm but, sorry, I'm yeah. just wearing normal street clothes. No, <laughs> it's like, but these coats, like the coat, and the, I have the barber coat too from Skyfall. You do, well, because it's because it it just is like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I need to know what coat to wear. This guy's wearing coats for all occasions. <laughs> he does. He has yeah. a variety of environments and climates that he has to. He's got to have evening wear. He's yeah. got to have day wear. He's got to have. It's good. I don't know how you'd fit a gun in there. That's a very tight fit on this thing, but uh, it's a little seems gun. to work out. <laughs> it's a Walther. <laughs> so we, had to, we had to ease you into a sense of security before we could unleash I'm the, so the full, the full I'm fan. I'm embarrassed for us. Don't be. I'm not. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's but totally I was fine. also surprised. I was also surprised that you noticed the watch straight away, too. I really would feel like you would just be like, it's a costume. I put this on and I go shoot my scenes. But no, no, God, no, if, if only, really. Are you that meticulous with every with everything yes. on this? One? Yeah, it's Bond. It has to be. I mean, but not just Bond with everything. Are you meticulous in life? 
Um, less so. I mean, much less so. I don't. I don't kind of get. Um, I don't get hung up on things. But when I'm doing this, it's like you know, this is this is rare air. This is like you don't get to make movies like this very often. So, and we've got you know uh, all these people I'm working with, and I'm just. They're, they're perfectionists, and I've kind of got to raise my game. Um, I, I, you know, I want, to, I want every, every frame to be remembered. That's the way. That's how you should make movies. So, from here, how do you want to continue to challenge yourself? Like, what do you? What advice do you give to people to like continue to challenge yourself in life? Well, I mean, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've, you've accomplished, you know, you've I'm, accomplished... I'm actually writing a book. Um, <laughs> you should write a book. Know, gosh, no. God <laughs> Almighty! You, you call it Craig in it. Yeah. Don't call it Craig in it. Uh, <laughs> That's a good title. Whatever. Whatever. I'm very good. I'm having it. <laughs> but you, yeah. you, uh, you know, you, I'll ghostwrite it for you. It'll yeah, be hilarious. For this so good. You, he's never going to speak to you again. And I understand. <laughs> no, I know that. I know uh, that. But I, but I, uh, but I, you know, like when you've accomplished so much already, like how do you keep, like what do you keep reaching for? How do you keep challenging yourself? What types I of things? love, I love acting. I love, I still love acting. And in fact, I think doing this movie has for me been um, a kind of culmination of many things. I mean, you know, it's been four movies, but it's been a bringing together. If you'd asked me 10 years ago where I wanted the Bond movies to be at this point, I'd say right here, because it's kind of about the talent that we've been able to throw at this, and it's about the the, the people we've attracted to be in the film. It's The cast is beyond. I mean, I couldn't be, you know, I, 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 you couldn't choose a better cast if you tried. I mean, um, and so... I, you know, I'm going to do some theatre next year. I've got plans to do that in in, in New York. Uh, I'm producing some stuff, um, uh, but I want to act, um, and I want to act in movies. And I, I, whether there's going to be another Bond, I don't know. I mean, I just genuinely don't know the answer to that yet. I'm just trying not to Heads think about up, it. Heads up, there will be. Whether or not you're going to no, be in exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the truth, and it's kind of, you know, and that, so in that way I'm kind of very calm about yeah. the whole thing because, you know, I've been part of this process. Um, um, but it's... Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Just I don't know. anything. Like I said, I'm I'm available. <laughs> bar mitzvahs. Bar Remit. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. You should show up to one bar mitzvah just for the fuck of it. Oh, dude. Just, oh. to, just do that kind of weird Bill Murray <laughs> shit. Yes, you just show up at weird happen. things like Bill fucking Murray was at my bar mitzvah. Like you could do you be. Know, he, he does could, do that though. He, he does yeah. that weird yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 parties, which yeah. is wonderful. He likes he likes a stranger though. It he, just it just seems like he's he is an he's almost like an alien observer to humanity, and he likes to show up hmm. almost as a scientific study hmm. just to see what things are like. Yeah, but I feel like he ruins the experiment by showing up because. He's Bill Murray. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he seems to be enjoying. He life, seems to be he? having so, a great time. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. what's funny is like this, of the coat situation. Yeah. I my <laughs> wife wouldn't let me. I try on at the wedding. My plan was to put on a white dinner jacket oh, for the boy. reception, oh, and she God. was like, "No." Yeah. I was like, "Why?" She's like, "You're not cosplaying as James Bond at the wedding." I was like, "It's just a classy yeah. move to put on a dinner jacket." <laughs> oh, did he wear that too? I didn't realize. Yeah, I had like no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Spectre hadn't even been out yet. How would I have oh, known? Such God. a it's a it's a <laughs> your, your wife was right to kill that. Yeah, idea. I know. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's she a hard one. The white dinner jacket's hard. I think you have to be in North Africa to wear one of those, or in the or in the fifties, or in the fifties, the fifties in North Africa. Yeah, yeah. This is totally. Yeah. to do it yeah. but absolutely this has been a lovely mm. chat I, I, I really I hope you've enjoyed yourself I and, have and you you know I mean anything you want to come back to promote anytime yeah, you want to come, come promote Crockett and us. Jones okay we'll great come, shoes we great shoes Omegas as he calls them I call them Omegas I'm American what are you going to do yeah <laughs> I think this is probably we're, we're not going to fight about so, it right, no. you should fight beat the no. shit out of me no. please no. just one time <laughs> 
<laughs> but I uh, <laughs> one time <laughs> he Just would. Like, it would be an honor if you would beat the shit out of Matt. He would. I don't want to be yeah. beaten up. Yeah, you do by him, by anyone else. No, but by by. by. Are you are, are you a Dan or a Danny or a Daniel? Like in life, Dan or Daniel's good. Dan or Daniel. Yeah, good. a little low for Danny. Yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't work so much. No. All right. <laughs> um, before we go, anything else you want to plug or say or anything? Maybe in Sean Connery's voice. No. No. This, 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 this interview's going really well. <laughs> Still? You I'm really not, think so? I'm not going to screw it up now. I'm like, shocked <laughs> that you think that after all the, the coat dog, I'm happy that you're still happy. I'm Could you just happy. say hello to my co-host of James Bonding, Matt Gorley? Just say hello. Matt, hello. How are you? I'll come, hey. I'll come see Katie, you Katie, cut soon. that out. Hey. <laughs> hey. Katie, Katie, that up. Yeah. Uh, great, man. Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. It's in, a pleasure. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. All right. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.